Howdy, ladies and germs. It's me, Mikey Krennic. Uh, this is Mikey Krennic's Unemployed. I'm that guy, and I'm unemployed. Uh, and, and if you're not tired of hearing my voice yet, I'll tell you something. You're, you're a better person than I. I'm tired of hearing it myself. Talk for an hour about Austin Powers. It was the Austin Powers Hour uh, with Bill Donilon and I on the movie's WOW. Debuted this Thursday. We'll, we'll usually be released, uh, I think, every other Wednesday for now. Although I might surprise you and have one out next Wednesday. Only thing that's for sure with Mike Krennic and Sting is nothing's for sure. Thanks, Sting, for letting me borrow that quote once again. Um, but then, then, the audacity. I had Joe Giglio on here. We're gabbing for a half hour about the NFL playoffs. Like it's 2011 all over again. I'll tell you, ladies and germs, it's been a hell of a ride so far this weekend. And I'm, I'm speaking especially to the germs. You know, the ladies get their, their attention, and as well they should, but I don't think enough people speak up for the germs. You know, germs rights advocates. And their germs are in a bad spot right now. You know what I mean? Germs are, they're, they're curating very, very low. You want to talk about an approval score, it'll, it'll make old President Brandon's, you know, look like it's going through the roof. Germs approval rating in the in the tank. So I think I, I'm trying to, you know, boost them up a little bit, give them a little bit of, goose them a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Because I do, I, I, I sit sometimes and I think about, uh, you know, lots of things. You know, this is definitely another, one of those many, you know, symptoms of psychosis. You're playing bingo at home. Here's another one. Um, I, I just will sit and think about what would happen if it came out tomorrow that all animals had consciousness and feelings and I'd been eating them wantonly for years. You know what I mean? How I would probably feel awful. I would probably feel like a real heel. I don't think that I would be able to kind of live, you know, when I was a younger man, a brasher, bolder, I would say things like, what else is a chicken good for? And I've since learned... They're, they're pretty smart. They're cute. They they acted really well in that Chicken Run film. I was blown away. I thought they were cartoons. But uh, uh, you know, so I've s since learned about you know their their uses and benefits, and I still eat them. But if I were to find out that they had feelings, that you know I ate somebody's aunt, yeah, that then I, I'd be very different. Very different feeling indeed. Uh, and there are many people, I think, well, maybe not many people, that's kind of many in the Donald Trump sense, just in that I want there to be people who believe this, so I'm going to say many people believe it, and just kind of hope somebody takes, you know, somebody makes a grainy tape from a cave and takes responsibility for what I'm about to say. Uh, I know many people believe that maybe that is the case, maybe they do have, have some sort of consciousness or soul or awareness, and that's Part of the reason why they're motivated to go vegan. And I respect that. I respect anybody uh, going vegan or vegetarian. I, I don't care. I just don't care. I don't care if you eat meat. I don't care if you eat vegetables. I don't like vegetables. That's why I struggle to go vegan ultimately. As I can't think of a vegetable I like. You know, the closest we come is I like, uh, you know, I like candy corn when I'm in the mood. And... Uh, the, uh, you know, the, the veggie tales guys, the Bible, uh, guys that, you know, they're in the, they're in the cartoon shows for the, the Christian kids who aren't allowed to watch fun cartoons. So they, they watch vegetables, act out Bible stories. And then we wonder why hyper-religious people grow up to be a little cuckoo. Uh, you know, not, certainly not because, well, you know how your friends are all watching the Ninja Turtles and the, the Ghostbusters and all these other folks. Uh, you know, well, you young man, you can watch... You can watch a stalk of celery act out the life of Uriah the Hittite. That'll, that'll, they'll grow up nice and normal then. 
You know what I mean? So that's that's where I'm at with vegetables and, and vegetarianism. But let's take that to the extreme, right? Let's go one step further. Germs, bacterium, fungi, plants. Maybe they all have feelings too. You know, I've seen many a, a, an interesting video of dubious source, perhaps, from some, you know, Facebook group called, like, Science Makes Me Bust, or I, I, I want to f*** science and You know, something like that, one of those, uh, where they say, like, in plants, when they, when you separate them, if they're from the same seed, they grow together and join hands. That would kind of, if I saw that, I, I'd be freaked out. You know, I, I'd be, that'd be far out, man. I think the, the plants were planning something. They were gnarling their roots together uh, uh, to create some sort of trap for me. But, but I, you know, I could be paranoid. But I'm saying, if, if germs have feelings, and bacterium have feelings, and all these things, uh, and they've got their own little complex social circles, well, I'll tell you, we've been pretty nasty to them. Pretty nasty to them our whole lives, and certainly nasty to them now. Blaming them. It's always the germs' fault, not the filthy people. And maybe, yeah, maybe these germs uh, would like it if we, if we were a little more positive. Maybe they wouldn't bother us so much. That's my position. I'm going to go, you know, I'm leaving the whole traditional science. I'm no more trad side. No, no. I'm going with, with an idea that I've just come up with, and that it's the it, germs are sentient, and if you're nice to them, you won't get sick. And we're going to see where I get. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm Now I'm the test case for this theory. Who knows? I might have just, this might be someday, uh, uh, hundreds and thousands of years from now. There may be a faith that looks back on this story as the, this is the birth of of the next generation of human thinking, when when someone, a brave podcaster without a job, who was recording his podcast the night before, and was you know it was clearly nighttime, so you know he was a looser with the with the good ideas, a looser with the lips. Uh, so it, it really it could be that it could be that that I I was the first one who breathed life into germs, or I'm gonna get terribly sick in, in three days and die. Those are really the only two outcomes here. I guess, you know, you could say that luck might favor me, fortune might favor the bold, and I wouldn't get sick because I've made this declaration, but we saw what happened when I declared no more celebrities were going to die. My gosh, I set off a rash of them. Uh, Sidney Poitier died, Bob Saget died, a couple others, I don't remember them, but I, I'm starting to feel a little responsible. I should have kept my trap shut. Maybe I should have kept my trap shit about this germs thing. It's going to turn out they have feelings and they're furious that I'm their first spokesman. They've been trying to communicate with doctors and scientists all over the world forever. They've been forming complex communities, trying to, trying to come at humans to form a synergic bond, but it always turns to virus and we fight it. And, and finally, finally, their message is on the lips of a human voice, but it's mine. It's this one. It's this weird kind of lispy, breathy one uh, that that just doesn't really know anything at all, but is talking as if it knows just about everything. So nobody's listening. Uh, that's that's a pretty rough, rough draw for the old germs, I'll tell you. Speaking of uh, rough draw for germs, you know, I don't like to get political on here except for all of the times I say that and then immediately get political. Uh, I But I, I, I did notice... Uh, a news story that I wanted to talk about. It really did kind of, it, it, it really got me thinking in a lot of ways. Um, you know, as, as you know, there's a, uh, there's, there's been a pandemic, you know, for, for a number of, a number of years now, wild though that may seem we're, we're in the, 
We're in the second calendar year of a pandemic. No, pardon, the third calendar year. Maybe it's the fourth. Maybe it's, you know, whatever 2021 minus 1776 is. Who knows? You know, we might, we might just be, we might have just been doomed from the start. Uh, but, but that's besides the point because I, I know a lot of people don't like to, to talk about this stuff. It, it can get very polarizing. It can get very damaging and, and infuriating for lots of people. But, I, I, I did see, like I said, a news story that really kind of uh, spoke to me. You know, I haven't really spoken about the rules. Uh, I haven't really spoken about, uh, you know, masking and, and social distancing and that stuff because, you know, this is an escapist program. You know, I don't know if you folks have recognized this yet, but, but this isn't, this is a little bit of a cloud cuckoo land show. You know what I mean? We're, we're kind of playing by our own rules. It's like coming into Pee Wee's Playhouse, except you don't get to see any of the fun stuff and Pee Wee's kind of yelling at you. Uh, so it's, it's really not all as fun as it sounds, but it, that is what it is, right? We're kind of doing our own thing. But uh, this is a bit of real world stuff that I felt like I wanted to talk about because I saw that old President Brandon, uh, all joking aside, President Biden, uh, decided that the, that the time was now to enact a federal mask mandate. And I I have to say, bravo, tip of the cap. I think that that is exactly what we need. And, and that, you know, might come as a surprise to some people because of, uh, you know, I do kind of strike a cavalier attitude about things. But no, I think it's a good thing. I think it's what we need right now. I think it's how we, obviously, it's how we we start to heal, how we bring this nation back to its feet is with this federal, the mask mandate, uh, which is, you know, everyone now needs to watch Jim Carrey's The Mask. Just think of what a a happier world we're now going to be in. Now that there is a state-sponsored and mandated showing of The Mask every night on every channel, uh, it's really going to be just, I think, I think it's the beginning of a new age. I was joking before about the germ thing being the beginning of a new age. This is really the beginning of a new age because I think we should take it further. I think we should all kind of maybe walk around quoting the mask. You know, you're smokings. You know what I mean? Hey, somebody stop me. Something like that. Oh, you know, you're Cuban Pete, Rumba Beat, Chick Chicky Boom, Chick Chicky Boom, stuff of this nature. You know, maybe we could all start wearing bright yellow, garish yellow zoot suits, the hat, the feather. You know, we can do the high stepping around. We can kind of gesture like like we're cartoon characters, you know, merely make wild faces. I really think that that would be a happier society. I think that if we all just decided today to say, you know what, we're just, this is it. We're going to act like Jim Carrey in the mask. We are now Stanley Ipkiss, the collective Stanley Ipkiss, the royal Stanley Ipkiss. Uh, I, I really think that that would be... Um, I think it would be something to see. I think it would be the kind of uprising that that this nation so desperately needs. I think it would be the kind of revolution that this world so desperately needs. You know what I mean? And and I know that there'll be somebody trying to stop me, but we'll keep them smoking, that's for sure. Cuban Pete. Uh, that's that's my, my one-man show, The Ipkiss Diaries, where I just talk. Uh, uh, it's just me. Freestyling about the mask every night. Uh, I'm, I'm opening uh, tomorrow night on the street corner by the office I used to work at, but that's it's honestly just a coincidence. You know what I mean? I wish them no ill will. Uh, they either don't think about me or don't care. Uh, so I really don't, you know, it just so happened that I booked there for my first performance of this wonderful show, the 
Ipkiss Chronicles, Ipkiss Diaries. I don't remember what I, what I called it. This is why I don't pre-tape my episodes, folks. You know, now you kind of, you know, I like to say peek behind the curtain. And, and we've gotten quite a few of those over the past few days, haven't we? You know, you've seen uh, Bill and I kind of traverse into new waters doing that movie podcast together. But then you also saw a peek back into the past when my old friend and current nemesis, Joe Giglio, returned to the podcast yesterday and we went back like we were on the air once again in 2011 on 97.3 ESPN uh, in South Jersey. What a market. What a program. Uh, but now you're seeing, you know, you see into the present and you see why it's, it's imperative. It's of the utmost that I record my podcast during the morning uh, before everything has an opportunity to kind of wear off. And taper off at the end of the day. And, and things, you know, they just, they go as they go at this point. And I can hardly do a thing about it. So that's why I, I always, you know, tend to, tend to tape them in the morning. Tend to tape them right, right, right around when the gears start turning. Right around when the oil shakes the gunk free. And the old machine begins to run once again. Uh, uh, they call me Shelly the Machine Levine. Uh, that's actually, no, that, yep, that's Jack Lemon and Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. They just call me the machine, actually. They don't, the Shelly Levine part is, that's, I, I embellished. But they do call me the machine, because that's how it goes, you know what I mean? The gears start turning, and this, and this mind, you know, you can't, you can't stop it when, when it's, when it's operating at its peak, when it's operating at maximum, you know, productivity, and, and maximum power. That's when you really, that's when you get some really insightful stuff. But now, this is like, this is what it would be like if they never invented Adderall. This is what it would be like all the time now. You know, I, you know, when you kind of learn to behavior modify before you take medicine, so it wasn't so bad for 30 some odd years, then I started taking Adderall, and then, you know, your brain immediately says, okay, we can go on vacation now a little bit. We could take a, we could take a load off during the day. And then at nighttime, you know, when, when it's, when it's asked to, all right, boys, let's pick up the slack. You know, let's 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 get on the treadmill for the rest of the day. Keep the machine running. No interest. No interest. You know what I mean? They got the munchies. You know, they want to sit around. The old brain wants to sit around and watch Cheech and Chong films. And I say to him, get a job. And I say that, I guess, uh, to myself. Boy, I guess I'm a real hypocrite, huh? Telling my own brain to get a job, yet here I am. Still hosting a podcast called Mikey Krennic is Unemployed. What kind of fool am I? You know, never fell in love. That's uh, a Robert Goulet song. It's from, it has to be from a musical. Everything Robert Goulet ever sang was from a musical. The son of a bitch didn't have an original bone in his body. That's what I say about Robert Goulet. I'll be back tomorrow for more Mikey Krennic is Unemployed, I promise. Uh, I, I promise I'll tape it in the morning.